0: from Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes. We break down the big political news affecting Wisconsin. I'm Ma'ayan Silver, speaking with J.R. Ross, editor of wispolitics.com. He provides a roundup of the Wisconsin developments you need to know. Here's our latest conversation. Hi, J.R. Good to be with you.
1: Hey, thanks for having me around. (laughs)
0: Okay, so I know we've talked quite a bit about the Wisconsin budget in the past, but I wanted to start with a refresher for those who might not be too familiar with it. First of all, how is is the budget passed?
1: So, Governor Evers proposed um, his two-year budget in mid-February. We are now going through the joint finance process. And how that works is the committee will have four public hearings around the state starting in early April. Um, They'll also have some agency heads at least come in and testify about specific areas of the budget uh, in the Capitol. After they get through that process, they begin to move on to uh, executive sessions. They start voting on the budget. They basically go over it line by line. Um, The first act we anticipate is that they will have a a rather long motion that will strip what is, in their minds, policy from governors out of the budget. And they'll start basically off of current law and build their version kind of line by line. Uh, Now, as our process plays out, it's not going to ignore what Evers proposed. They'll still have that kind of as an option, but we're expecting them to push aside much of what the governor wanted and really focus on what they think should be in the budget. The big questions I have in this process are how are Governor Evers and Republican leaders, Robin Voss, the Assembly Speaker, and Devin Lemonhew, the Senate Major Leader, how are they going to work together uh, during this process the last two times that, that uh, the governor to his budget did not do a whole lot of working with Republican leaders, this one seems a little bit different. They've been meeting and talking. It's like they both realize they need each other to get something significant done because there's a lot of money laying around. Um, so we're, we're kind of interested to in see how it plays out and how the governor works with these guys after they kind of worked against each other the last two go rounds.
0: And for those who might not have been following this year or previous years, how does the budget affect policy in Wisconsin?
1: Well, the budget is one bill that kind of has to pass. Um, and it can include any. It includes everything from spending on schools to medical assistance, to which includes badger care, to aid to local governments. So, I mean, it kind of is all-encompassing. Now, if the budget doesn't pass, we just kind of keep going as is with current law. The problem, of course, with that is that uh, inflation is driving up costs. So if you are a school district, for example, and you got X dollars from the state in this current budget, your costs are going up. That X dollars are probably is not going to cut it um, the next two years. So you're looking for an increase, something to help you with deal with what's going on. Now, policy-wise, you know, there's the option to put policy in the budget. They can do all kinds of things. You know, whatever policy they want can go in there. But uh, the question is, what will they put in? Uh, Republicans have balked at the policies that Governor Evers has wanted in past budgets and taken it out. Uh, but I've been watching a lot of budgets for a long time. Policies in the eye of the beholder, we always say in the Capitol, so it to one person is a fiscal, fiscal item, it's to the other person, pure, pure policy. So we'll see what Republicans put in. What's also interesting about that question is the governors in Wisconsin have one of the most powerful veto pens in the country. They can use it to cross out, for example, a word um, in a sentence or bits of sentences in a spending bill. Okay. They can only do that if there's spending in the bill. So if you put policy in the budget, for example, that is a real issue for Republicans because you open the door to governor Evers reworking that policy language as veto pen. So you might see with this budget that's unique is trailer bills that would include the policy to affect the money put in the budget. So for example, with let's say the Brewers, right? Uh, governors has talked about putting uh, state money into the stadium district overseas, the Brewers uh, American Family Field. Um, might the money be in the budget but the policy, the language of how it would work being a separate bill to prevent Evers from rearranging Republicans want. That's something to watch.
0: I want to get into the Brewer's Money with you in a little bit, but first of all, you mentioned the Joint Finance Committee is going to hold public hearings on the budget around the state starting April 5th. What kind of impact do these public hearings have?
1: A lot of times, honestly, not a whole lot. There have been some ex- uh, exceptions that that, though. I can remember once uh, some years ago, There's a program called IRIS, it is a program that helps people who have physical challenges remain in their homes. Um, otherwise, they'd be going to you know assisted care facilities. Uh, then Governor Scott Walker was talking about reducing funding for that program. There were a parade of people who have a number of health challenges who came into the Capitol and the public hearing that they had and said, look, um, if you do this, I'll be forced out of my home. You will change my life dramatically. And I remember lawmakers kind of going, whoa, we really hadn't anticipated this kind of a, uh, an impact from this program. It's one of the few times I can remember my many years of doing this that I really saw a change from the public hearings. A lot of times these hearings become uh, somewhat repetitive, You know, the same things you hear over and over again about school funding or various issues. So they often don't really impact lawmakers in a dramatic way, but that Irish program, the people on it, that's one example I can remember of it really changed the trajectory of a budget because of that public testimony.
0: You mentioned policy as something that could be in the budget, something that Republicans could leave in there or put in trailer bills. There's been a lot of talk around the country about bills that are against drag story time or children's story hours. Do you foresee things like that being hot-button issues in Wisconsin as well?
1: No. Uh, I mean, there could be a chance will be introduced, but Republicans are taking a much different approach this session to... Uh, bills in the last session. You know, last session, the Governor was up for re-election after his first four-year term. There was an effort by Republicans to kind of put hot, you know, red meat bills on his desk, uh, get him to veto him and say, hey, look, you know, this guy's against A, B, and C. And he vetoed those bills. He set a record, actually, I believe, for most bills vetoed in a two-year period and still won. So Republicans realized, okay, he's going to be here for four more years how do we work with this guy or at least not waste our time sending him bills that aren't going to get done? Now, it's not to say there won't be any bills vetoed this session or they won't send him some hot topics, you know, to try and put people record about it, but I'm just not seeing the same appetite so far from Republicans to like, okay, let's have a lot of pointless fights just to make a point. What can we actually get done this session that might actually be good for us that the governor can you know, sign?
0: I see. So one of the things that... You know, it seems like both sides can agree on is baseball, but that's really not even the case. Um, we've got, you know, Governor Evers proposing to spend nearly $300 million in taxpayer money on improvements to the Brewers Stadium to keep the team here through 2043. Assembly Speaker Robin Voss says that the plan is likely dead and they can come up with a better deal. Can you talk about the politics there?
1: Sure. There are a couple of things. I mean, what Robin Voss said was not really surprised people have been following this topic. Um, the day that Governor Evers announced his proposal, which is basically putting a bunch of money up front for the stadium board that oversees uh, the field. Um, they would then invest that money, use the proceeds off those investments to pay for improvements over like a two-plus decade period. You know, people are like, okay, look, um, Evers is basically getting the ball rolling, but Republican lawmakers will not go along with what he wants as is. They're going to have to put their own imprint on that proposal. So what I'm watching is, what does this possible deal look like? Now, there are definitely Republicans who do not want to see a deal for the Brewer Stadium. They feel like, hey, why should we be using state money for a stadium located in Milwaukee? Uh, my constituents, they'll tell me, are having a hard time seeing how that's a good deal for us. The flip side is the way it was structured when it was built was that you know sales tax in the five county area was used to construct much of the ballpark and fund improvements, maintenance, that kind of thing. Um, the stadium district board has a contract in which essentially state owns most of the field. And there is a requirement that this board cover these improvements, these maintenance costs. If we don't do that, we could get sued, possibly, some people argue to me. So that's has been interesting to watch how that plays out. There's some stakes there. So I'm getting the feeling that Republicans begrudgingly possibly will do something about the Brewers. The question is what? And how's it different from what Evers wanted? Like, for example, I would bet you that Republicans will insist on a longer lease from the brewers than what Governor Evers got. If nothing else, you can argue, hey, we got a better deal for taxpayers, right? Um, Two, when the governor announced his proposal, there was not a number from the brewers of, okay, we're gonna spend X dollars every year on maintenance and upgrades ourselves along with this money from the district board, right? So that might be something to watch. Also, how is the money structured? Robin Voss talked about doing something more similar to what happened with the bucks. A few years back, you know, there's a, a ticket surcharge in that mix. There was a, a local contribution from the city. There's all, you know, all kinds of ways it was done. That's a bit different than what Evers proposed. Now, the situation a little bit different too, right? Uh, back then, the new ownership group had bought the team from Herb Kohler's understanding that if there was not a new stadium, the NBA would buy the team and move it somewhere else. Um, so there was a little bit of urgency to get this done. It's a little bit different with the brewers and again we also as a state we as a state um through this district board own a whole part of the stadium if there's no baseball team that baseball stadium is not very uh, good investment right so it's kind of just like feeling: okay something will get done the question is what and will it be in a standalone bill or in the budget again like we talked before if it's in the budget there's spending the governor can rework it with his partial veto pen if it's not in the budget standalone bill well, then you have to get Republicans on board who may not care for it. If it's in the budget, at least they can go. Okay, look, I like tax cut A, and this thing over here, so I can go ahead and swallow this brewers deal to get what I really want, which is you know, these tax cuts. Standalone bill may not get that incentive to vote for. You may have to get Democrats on board, and if you have to rely on the minority party to pass anything, you empower the minority party to ask for changes. So there's there's ups and ups and downs for both approaches. Again, like I just get the impression there's going to be something done at the end. The question is, what's it look like, and how different is it from what Evers proposed?
0: I see. Okay, it's pretty complicated, but it sounds like you know there's a lot of avenues to potentially keep the Brewers here. I'm wondering if there are tax, um, you know, incentives for people who don't follow baseball potentially.
1: <laughs> well, you know, the argument is that if the Brewers aren't here, then you're going to lose. For example, I mean, Brewers players pay state income tax, right? There's sales tax off of the stadium being there because there are you know, concessions and things like that. If those things go away, the state, you could argue, would lose money. So that's the question. Is there an investment that makes sense where you're not losing money because a team were to loo- move? Um, at the same time, you know, again, the argument from outstate lawmakers is, okay, why would we put $290 million in money up front, state taxpayer dollars, m- money up front into this deal that makes people a little bit kind of like, ah, I'm not sure this is what I really want in terms of coming to Milwaukee and the Brewers.
0: Well, hopefully, it's not three strikes on this. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, thanks for the insights, JR, and thank you again for joining me on Capital Notes. Have a great day. That was J.R. Ross of WisPolitics.com speaking with me, WUWM's Maayan Silver. Listen for our segments every Monday with an extended segment on Lake Effect and check out the Capital Notes podcast wherever you get your podcasts.